When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the next edition of Missing the Point. Boston, I am Hollywood Rashawn. We came with my guy, Mike Marcangelo. And the question I asked tonight is, MCP Boston Universe, what, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> because there's a lot of things to get into, man. But before we get into the atrocities slash, you know, uh, great play that we've seen, man, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing, I'm doing well. It's, you know, you, you just look so damn happy for for all the miserable shit that we're seeing on, on Sundays, regardless of the time. That I, I know that this is going to be an interesting, interesting hour together. Yeah, no. It, it, let's listen. I and we'll say people that have talked to me or seen us, seen us do the show weekly, or have talked to me on the phone, text message, send me different things. Um, I think people were looking for me to be, like you said, irate and ready to throw chairs and. <laughs> You know, you say I, I like once again when when I what I now know is at stake is that their their next franchise quarterback can be in that draft. I can't be upset because this 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 is supposed to be the best QB draft we've seen in at least four or five years. So I I can't be mad at that. Once again, I wanted Trevor Lawrence a few years ago. They chose to say, "Hey, we still could fight and be that team that we were the last twenty years." Well, that's not the case now. And you know, and it's now it's it's rearing its ugly head now more than ever. So um it's gonna breed change. And I think because it's gonna breed change, uh that's where my excitement draws from. So uh let's just get right into it. So they they are now two and eight. Um, you know, we had lament or mainly me at limits they they should be one and nine at this at, at, at this <laughs> but you know, the, the Bills chose to wet the bed and you'll hear. Um, more about that when we when we do our power record show later on this week with uh, DK and 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 Bobby, they'll, they'll do a deeper dive into that. But um, yeah, they're, they're two and eight. They they lose uh, on the international stage, uh, you know, to to, to the Indianapolis Colts ten to six. Uh, so yeah, just what, what were your thoughts after seeing that game uh, that we had to get up at nine thirty to watch that atrocity on Sunday morning? Yeah, I mean, it's just fitting for your intro. Like, they are the American nightmare, the New England Patriots. I mean, it is, it's, it's bad. Matt Jones, uh, he had such, such a terrible game. And uh, a lot of the atrocities that he committed uh, won't show up in the stat line. Um, he had one pick, he should have had three. He, and, and in this case, he missed open receivers. And you saw that. Um, when you saw Billy O'Brien just freaking out at him on the sidelines, like I, and 
it's been it's been about 10, 10 years or so or more since we've seen uh, Billy O freaking out like that at a quarterback on the sideline. Um, the differences yeah. between you know when that happened uh, with TV twelve, he responded. Um, that did not happen this time. I thought that some of the shining stars still, it's still Pop Douglas. Like he is someone that should be featured in the next incarnation of the New England Patriots. Yep, I think I, I think I think he's earned his way. I mean, he was uh, he caught six and nine targets, 80, 84 yards, I think. Um, and he he's the only guy, the only guy that's open always. Like he he can find a way to be open. Um, yep. I thought that the defense, you know, did a great job. I mean, you don't think about it this way, but uh, Indy is a top ten scoring offense. Yeah, you wouldn't know that, but yep. we held them to ten points. And sorry, yeah. Yeah. I was, this can I put all of this on Mac, but Bill was made to look like an idiot for for, for drafting a kicker that, that can't make a thirty three yarder. Right, right, right. And, and once again, now listen, they they wouldn't have been five and five because of Nick Folk. So I want I want to make sure that that's put out there. Um. Certain situations, I think they would have gone to Nick Folk, so they just they still get points on the board, and they have it this year because they didn't trust the rookie kicker. And my my thing is just like how how does that happen? Well, once again, you draft him that high because you believe that he has. And once again, he does have a strong leg. You you can see that he has uh, that that leg is there. Um, but it, it's a confidence thing, and that 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 position more than any other position in well outside of quarterback. You know, if you're not confident in that in that role, you know, it is going to show. You know, very quickly, and it, it yeah. gets ugly. And obviously, you know, it changed the situational, you know, football in the second half when he missed that, uh, that basically that that, that chip shot of thirty three yards. So yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. Um, you know, once again, we are starting positive before we do if we go any further. Um, the running game finally showed up, and once again, we had talked about it. I think I think a couple of weeks ago when I was with you. Uh, I, I missed it last week, but you know we were hope we were looking for a moment where can the running game have a game where they say okay, you know we have we don't have much for the passing game. Let's see if we can get it on the ground. And what do you know for you know 40, 50 minutes <laughs> they 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 had, they had a really good game playing on the ground. Stevenson like Stevenson the old you know your, your your boy Zeke actually looked good on the ground too. So I'm like okay. Here we go. It's all once again, it's on a silver platter for your guy to come through again. And what and what does he what does he do? What is what does he do again? Off his back foot. Which again, which he had time. And that's what pissed me off. It's like, bro, yes, you've been you've had PCSD because the line is not blocked for you. We we sure. can that we can see that notion. But in the time that you've had time to throw, the fact that you're still throwing off your back foot. And it, I mean, my God, I mean, it looked like me throwing to my 10 year old nephew in the backyard in my brother's house. But it was, it was just like, what, what is happening? I mean, he was, he, he was open. He was wide, open. Wide open. Wide open. And I, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, and so people was like, well, why would you put, uh, you know, Billy Zappin there either? Because I want to know how many of y'all would come in under that circumstance and succeed. So just to sit there and bang and bang the drum, bang your chest about Billy's having not being the answer because he came in and did what Mac had been doing all fucking year. 
pump the brakes, relax. You well, know, <laughs> you know, keep taking a sip of beer. Shout out to my guy Roman, and just enjoy the show because, like that, that to me was 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 comedy. It's comedy. It shows you how little faith uh, Bill has in Mac Jones because he put in yeah. a guy cold on a on the final two minute drive. The guy that he cut and told the rest of the league, "You can go get, you can go out and get." Uh, right, because he right. lost so much faith in him too. Like I, I think um, this game was, you know, we we heard uh, the real RKK talking up this game uh, all all week. How it's so important. It's ten years in the making. This is like you know the second to the Super Bowl for him, and they came out and laid another egg offensively. I mean, it was yeah. that's as bad that's as bad of, as uh, of offensive football as you will ever see. I promise you. I promise that. Yeah, ten. I mean, ten. I'm like ten to six. But that's the thing, and that's what it goes to show. That they still can put together a defensive plan that's going to stop whoever. And that that's that's what's most that's what's most uh, infuriating about this. Once again, you should talk. They they did this to Detroit last year, right? Detroit came in was going thirty a game. We shut them out. When when Zappy being the starter, like. I, I don't know. It just to me, to be so inept offensively really has caused this franchise at least being competitive, right? Once again, it doesn't matter who's put out there defensively; they have found a way. So obviously, we you know we'll get into the Jack Jones uh, news in a few, but it's it's amazing to me how he 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 patch he patch works that defense. He's done it for a long time, whether you have stars or not, and they just produce and. It, 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 like I say, it's a shame because he tried to pass towards the offense, and it's like, bro, this is not, this is not 1997. You can't, you yeah. can't put guys together and think that it's going to, you know, uh, uh, you know, that they're going to produce. That that's not the case. The thing about about Bill, and I, I think that a majority of the league has passed him by. I think we can both agree on that, right? But yeah. what has not passed him by is that he he made it known to the rest of the league i think back in we'll call it 2010 from 2010 to 2014 when he went out and got revis and and browner yeah but it, it, do, it doesn't matter what happens between the 20s doesn't matter bill doesn't care if he has a quarterback that, that goes against him and throws for 700 yards he will throw for 10 yards between the 20s that's it and he can still do it and to your point uh and yep. this game wasn't even it wasn't even about uh him shutting down the number once because jonathan taylor he had his looks you get 23 carries for 70 yards. I mean, not great. And a touchdown. Michael Pittman, their star wide receiver, had 10 or uh, eight catches for like 84 yards. His Their two best guys put in their two best effort and it still wasn't enough. Now, that is probably because Gardner Minshew uh, was the quarterback. But again, I laugh. I laugh because I believe that us fans and fans of the New England Patriots right now would take Gardner Minshew. Eight days out of seven over Mac Jones this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think there was some even people on Twitter that was claiming for that. Listen, I'm not going that far. Once again, I I have a oh all year. Um, but I there's no <laughs> there's a reason why he's <laughs> like on backup. Um, I I think in the in the mo- in the heat of the moment for sure, folks are saying get him out of the outtake. You know, they'll take a high school. They'll take a guy. If, Franklin High over uh, Mac Jones, and I think that's a bit uh, that's, that's a little too far. Um, but yeah, he, he obviously you know his, his days are definitely numbered, and that leads us to what I'm going to ask next. Because obviously he gets benched, 
um, that becomes a story or one of the stories uh, from from Sunday. So just, you know, is is this the last time we're going to see uh, Mac Jones as the full-time starter um, here, in, here in Foxborough? So before I answer that question, I need to ask you one myself. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bill's going to try to win games or, or, or try and tank? I think he's been trying to win. They're just not good enough. That's where I'm at. So, do you think that he'll do whatever he thinks is necessary to put the best team up to to give them a chance to win? Yeah, I do. Because contrary to what we've seen, I still think that that's Mac Jones. Mm. I mean, and I don't think. Listen, I, this this was a damning game on him. I think even he thinks he's lost a starting job. Yeah, but he was the only quarterback listed on the depth chart out of the three that are on this team right now, week one. I mean, they let go of Malik Cunningham. They waved Bailey Zappi. Nobody wanted him. So, I I don't... I It probably should be because he's broken. Now, I think that... If we, we, we can shit on Mac all that we want. Here is what we know. We know that in 2021, when he came into the league, he looked serviceable and almost... Pretty good, right? He was a quote unquote pro bowler. He's the same guy. And two years later, he's regressed so much that he can't be trusted with a two minute trip. Yeah. Whose fault is that? Who do you who do you blame for that? So it, it has to be a mix of both. Um, I think people want to put it solely on Mag or solely on Bill. Uh, I think it's a matter of both because my thing is his his calling card coming into the league. Was how he processes information, and you don't forget how to process. I get it. You know, you're learning different terminology, different philosophies. That that can have a you know that can have a stronghold on how you you know succeed. I I I, I acknowledge that. Um, but if if your calling card is or your claim to fame is that you process quickly and that you know how to check out of things when you see. A defense. So if, if you if you motion your running back and you see someone follow, it's like, oh, okay, now I know I'm a man. Or if you motion a tight end from left to right or right to left and you see nobody move, oh, okay, now I know I'm in zone. So that has gone away for whatever reason. And do you think um, that that's the case? Because I I think I think pre snap he still has it. I think the problem with Mac is, in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that. If his calling card is that he can process information really quickly, yep, he doesn't have the the physical talent to do what he needs to do on the fly if things fall apart, because he right. he knew enough in that play to roll out to the right and to, and to start backing up, but he didn't ha- he doesn't have the arm strength to throw off of his back foot and still hit the receiver in the end zone. Right, no, and, and that that's that's that, that's a fair point. I I just think to me, I I, I just I don't know. I mean, well, so you said the pre-snap is still elite, which is okay. That that's that's fair, but it's just like to know to to, to check out of that, and then I mean, you tell me you can't make a 10, 10 to fifteen yard throw. No, I know. I'm not saying. not saying. We're not saying you gotta zing it in. And once again, um, his predecessor, predecessor, uh, Tom, <laughs> early in his career, Tom wasn't a guy that you thought can can zip it in there and throw. Yeah, but. His first big throw in his career was the um was the game one of the Troy Brown in the 03 season, week six. 
That was that was his first like, oh, okay, let me get thrown down the field. But that that, that he was he was Mr. Ch- he was Charlie uh Charlie Checkdown for most of his early career until you know some, some guy well, came along. So two things, right? In, in the 01 season, you saw Brady's ability to put a ball wherever he needed to put a ball. And you, I, I can just say in that in, in that Super Bowl, uh, just the the, re, the exact same play to David Patton in the corner of the end zone against the Rams. That took finesse and strength, right? Well, um, and uh, uh, Mac doesn't have he has the finesse part. He just, he just doesn't have the strength part. And well, when I when I said that he is he's still elite pre snap. Um, now I, I think that there have been so many things that have gone wrong for him this year. But if we're, if just to articulate my point a little bit more, mm. we've seen uh, we you know we've seen Romo on a call with uh, uh, calling the, the Jets game when he called mm. out the fact that Zach Wilson checked into a run play that was wrong. It was so wrong, and it was, and and it, and it leads to bad things. Can you honestly say when have you ever seen Mac Jones check into a play that didn't work fundamental? Whether he fucked it up uh, towards the end, that's a different thing. But the right play. Always, no, no, mo- mo- yeah. Most times he he, he gets, like I say, he gets that right. It's just a matter of my thing. But my thing is a lot of the. I mean, I know it's a different thing from Josh McDaniels to, to Bill O'Brien, um, but it's like, dude, you he, he his his touch throws was still really good. You know, like I said, it goes back to the finesse part. Like, um, to me, I felt like granted, I, I know he only played two or three games in twenty twenty one. Um, I, I I always felt like you know they they still been trying to replace you know James White. I feel like that would someone like that would have been huge for his um his development. Um yeah. and we saw the first two games, right? That Miami game, his first game, he was able to throw out out to James White. James White was there to get you seven, eight catches that settles you down. Then it's like, oh, I can find Hunter Henry in the team round. Oh, I can find John Smith. I can find Kenji Bourne. So, you know, he's a he's a rhythm guy. And most corner, most cornerbacks are, but he's really a rhythm guy where it's like, okay. I need to, he need to see four or five, just go. Then it's like, okay, his four or five could turn into 12 because once he starts, once he starts to slow down, then it's like, okay, now I could pick you apart. But we right. didn't see that. We haven't seen that really since the Minnesota game last year. But some, so some of his throws in this game, especially to, to pop, I mean, they were in the exact right spot at the exact right time. They were timing throws. Yeah. So that's why that's why it's so fucking confusing with him, right? Is because you see, I think so for for Mac to, to for his calling card to be that he processes the game at, at an elite level, and I think that that's true. But I think one mm-hmm. of the caveats that we never thought about, and you know, it's easy revisionist history now, is yeah. that when you look when you look back at his career at Alabama, he was never put under stress, really ever. Right. Right. So. We, we, I think we overvalued the fact that he, because there's one thing like Peyton Manning all, all, always knew what the defenses were going to do based off, off of what he could check into and right. based off of his line audibles. But the, what everyone fucking forgets is that he always, up until his Denver year, had the ability to get the ball there. Right. Mac doesn't have that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't know whether it's like, cause I remember, you know, we talked about uh, in the preseason, you know, he came back, he seemed like he was in better shape. Um, so he was in better spirits. So it was like, okay, you know, you came in excited thinking that, okay, you know, new coordinator, new, you know, uh, you know, some new toys, so to speak, as I put in, I put in quotations. Um, you thought, okay, maybe he would, he would revert to some of what he had his, his rookie year. Um, cause once again, 
we we'd have been fine with 23 touchdowns, 11 picks. Totally fine with that up here. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, because once again, you knew the defense was going to be enough. Like, all, personally, I just wanted him to be Alex Smith. I'd have been totally fine with that. Now, Alex Smith is way more athletic than Mac Jones ever was, so I want to be clear. But early, early in Alex Smith's career, he was definitely someone, you know, 21 of 30, 250, two touchdowns, maybe a pick. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Totally fine with that. Um, but when you're 19 and 29, 161 and two picks, then that's a problem. It's a problem. And, you know, it's just, um, you know, to me, there's never been a balance all year. Once again, you had a chance for things to be balanced on, on Sunday. Um, and then, you know, things just went, went south very quickly. So the misconception about um, that though, in my, again, in, in my opinion is that the Patriots team, this offense is kind of an anomaly in the sense that most defenses, uh, when they when they blitz too much, the the running game will gash them, and then they they, they drop back in coverage. Right. Defenses against the Patriots can can just blitz every single play if they really want to. They didn't. Like Indy only brought pressure, I think, on twenty five percent. They were they were getting through with three or four rushers, but they don't. Defenses won't stop blitzing Patriots because they're worried about the passing game. They know that the offensive line is in such disarray that if there is a play action, you're still going to get to Mac within two and a half seconds. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. and his ability to process things is then sped up. And then he thinks in his head, I'll just drop, I'll just run, uh, run backwards and throw. I can make the throw. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah. So as, as far as what you were saying about the offseason, we, we thought it would look better. You know, I don't want to speak for you. I thought it would look like an offense. No, I, I did initially. Yeah. I did. I thought, and, and, yeah. then, and then in the the Philly game and the, and the first Miami game, it did. But somewhere along the way, Bill O'Brien was uh, uh, has been unable to scheme around the offensive line deficiencies, right. and it's come and, it, and it's come through. And maybe that's too much of like that's too tall of a task to ask uh, for him to do, but it's become very apparent. Because those two teams did not blitz Mac, but they stopped the running game. Right. And if Mac has to throw the ball forty-five times a game, you're going to lose. But you just know that. Right. So now they just figured out. Okay, you know what? We'll just rush. We'll rush four every time, and then maybe you know I, one out of every four times we'll rush five, and we're going to get to him. We know we're going to get to him. And even if we don't, he thinks we are going to get to him, so he's going to make a mistake. Yep. Yep. And that's the same. So my my thing is he's he's completely. He's broken. You know, yeah, he's broken. He's punch drunk as 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 at this moment, and I think it's better to cut the losses. Like I, I am, I am personally ready for the Will Gray era for the rest of this season. I'm ready for that. Um, Zappy don't need to come out. Um, I want Malik kind of Malik Malik kind of don't need to be around. I mean, um, Germany was chanting Bailey Zappy. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's that's what they saw on TV. Like they they, they don't know what's going on. Um, it, um, that they got raw, but but I mean. To your point, they weren't wrong. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, they weren't. I mean, once again, we've seen, and yes, it was oversimplified last year. We get it, but we saw for two and a half games, we we saw something that we was like, oh, okay, like he's throwing a tight. Once again, Tyquan Thorne, who's who many have deemed a bust, had his best game with Billy Zappi. Devontae Parker had some of his best catches when Billy Zappi was on the field. Well, because because Bailey can throw 50-50 balls. So it's just like and Mac for yeah, what it, 
he he doesn't do it. He he either throws the perfect pass to his receiver or he throws a perfect pass to the defender. There's once no other between. Once again, per- perfect practice quarterback. Once again, um, yo, do you think they pick up the fifth year option? Because I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's that's well that sort of that leads to it. Do we see Robert Kraft making a drastic change then, and and now they go into the bye week? No. No. I I I think I think that's a bad. That's I, a bad. I think answer. it's is as hard as I've been on Bill, and as much as I believe that he deserves to bear the majority of of this, he has earned the right to finish the season. He does not deserve to be fired midseason or after a bye week. Um, yeah, listen, he we won six Super Bowls. We we went to nine well on, on, under his tenure. And I think we, we agree that the majority of that probably, you know, it's lightning in the bottle, but we, we yeah, he's, he's actually been in 10 with us. Well, that he's sick, but not, but not, but not as a head coach, you know, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so. um, he's earned the right to finish out his season. Yes. No, no, no. So, okay. Sorry. Let me, so let me rephrase. So that, that, that made it seem like I, I, uh, want him out the door, you know, tomorrow. Um, which I mean, I, I wouldn't cry about if that was the case. Um, but, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say this. I feel like the convo should be if we're going to keep you at the end of the season, Bill, you can coach this team. Because, you know, there's still moments where you show, hey, I can shut down the best player on the field. So you've shown that. Um, but you are no longer shoot making any decisions when it comes to the draft. Like, I, just, I can't allow you to do that. I can't allow you to set this team back. 50 years because you want to pick a fucking long snapper from Appalachia State at, at, at pick three. I can't let you do it. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it's too, there's too much contingent upon... Like, there's too much talent at that top for him to take the tackle from Penn State. And once again, he's, he's really good. So this is not a knock on on him. Um, You know, I just... I just you can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, I mean, I think Kraft and whoever he appoints as, as the next GM, because there has to be an, an, another GM, uh, they can learn a lot from what Cincinnati did two years ago. Cincinnati had, like, the worst offensive line in the history of the NFL in 2021, was it? Yeah, 2021. And Jamar Chase was available along with uh, a tackle. They needed a tackle. They didn't need a wide receiver. They drafted Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow has never been the same since. Like, right. he is... Uh, he's brought that team to uh, AFC title games and to Super Bowls, so that can be done. But you need to have a like the right QB and the and the right wide receiver. Um, yeah, exactly. And I I think we're we don't have any anything like that right now. Uh, and I think there are a lot of problems. I think uh, I think quarterback is a problem. I still don't think it is the biggest problem. But uh, I what was what's the biggest problem with QB? Head coach and GM. Um, oh, okay. Um, well, re- honestly, it's really, it's really the GM aspect. GM. It's, the, it's really, yeah. it's really, it's really the G- it's GM side that needs to be G- GM and the head of personnel that decided to do what they did exactly. last the last yeah. season. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, listen, him, Matt Grow. Um, I think he's is back there now, but I'm like, it's like, dude, like, it don't matter. Get out. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's never been any succession plan. Once again, there was so there was so many heads in that. Room. You know, Dable, uh, McDaniel's, 
uh, Weiss, Cranell, you know, some of us got the Parcel guys, but uh, Mangini, uh, Flores, um, you know, Dimitrov. Like, there, there, there were so many people they had. Uh, Casario was now doing a, a phenomenal job in, in Houston. So for those that thought that he was Bill Stooge, well, he's showing y'all now, hey, he know how to pick talent, too. Yep. And, you know, for him to get Stroud, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, who I wanted up here, um, Damian Pierce, shout out to the shout out to my Gators. Um, Singletary, who didn't do much in Buffalo, but is killing it down there in Houston. Yeah. Um, his evaluation of talent, um, bringing on D'Amico Ryans as a head coach, who obviously played in Houston, so that that, that buy-in was there. Um, they're creating the Wingland South down there. Uh, whether whether they whether people say it openly or not, I'll say it. Um, because CJ Stout has been another sort of uh, amazing. And once again, you know, we'll, we'll let Bobby, you know, you know, have the floor with that whenever he, whenever they do that show, uh, this this week. But sure, man, it, it, it's been great to see. So, um, yeah, some some got to give though. They they can I, a, can I just say can I just say yeah, one but, more thing about uh, about Bill's uh the biggest problem about Bill, his free agent spending in twenty twenty one, and the failure that 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 was uh, exacerbates. His inability to draft anyone in the in, in the first in the first round in the last ten years, uh, because we talked about on this show when he did that. We talked about it with Karen Garigian back in twenty twenty one. You can go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Teams that spend obnoxiously in off season usually buy themselves two to three more wins the year prior, and then they fall off a cliff the next two years. That is exactly what has happened. Right, and Bill Bill. Every chance he has had to get guys like T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, he has taken Nikhil Harry and uh, and Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, yeah, but it, it also it also goes back to I mean, one obviously you have to be healthy, right? So those guys have been healthy in, in their respective uh, locations. Um, Nikhil Harry was always healthy here; just couldn't catch. True, true, but it's it's like, but also too. And once again, this is not, we don't know what would happen, but I, I still stand by that call and against Kansas City changed a lot of things here. Cause they because you had them, you had them on the they you're not we're not looking at Kansas City the same way if um if they if they didn't win that game. Because they they was in it. And that, that's the last time it was some real juice in that building. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I that that we we looked at we look at that moment a little bit differently. Uh, we may look at him a little bit differently if um uh, if they if they maintain the score because he scored and they they chose not to uh give him that call and and it changed everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately so um it is what it is but yeah I, I don't know I just to me um I like the Bourne signing I liked Hunter Henry signing um I even liked John signing at, at the time right uh, I love yeah you know and I just like you know but even but once again. What he's doing in Atlanta show he's still got a lot left in the tank, you know. Word to Mark Henry, it's, 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 it's there, it's, it's there. Once again, I think he had sixty-four yard touchdown. I think it was, it was either Sunday or last Sunday, and I'm like, wasn't this Sunday? But I, I was like, I'm like, that was that was still there. Like that was that that was still that was still that was still there. So I, I just think some guys have a hard time adjusting to being up here, under, especially under under this regime. Um, so you know, he, he was one of those players, but. Yeah, I, I think there was still because once again, I always felt like he was always able to f- figure out how to get guys from other places, and then make them even better. 
you know, Judon is, is an example. Um, you know, but Al- Algalore and and and, uh, and John New Smith by yeah. week five of this year, both of them had more receiving yards than they had all of last year. Well, so so what does that say then? Because we we, we up here up here we called them. We said they were scrubs. So what, it, what does that say? I think Algalore is in the right spot in, in Baltimore, where he's your number three or number four. He's not your number one, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's to put your third best corner on him, who, who can uh, who can just streak down the field. He's going to be open uh, a, lot, a lot of the time, and, okay. and Johnu is a typical tight end. He works better when he when you have a guy like uh, uh, like Kyle Pitts who's going to be taking on the majority of of the either the safeties or the uh, the linebackers that are going to be that are going to be spying him. I right. mean, he's he's going to be open more. I think schematically here, Johnu should have succeeded more than he did because Hunter Henry did take a lot of uh, of the offense, a lot of the defensive pressure away from him. But he was just mired by fucking drops and weird injuries. Right. And you know what's also wild, too, I think about it. Because remember when, when Gronk was going to get traded to Detroit? Yeah. Um, 2018. The, the pick they would have gotten was TJ Hawkinson. Oh, dope. That would have been just... You want to talk about a Gronk replacement? TJ Hawkinson would have been... He, he leaves baby Gronk. Like, dude, dude is... Dude is killing me. I think he had another 10 catches from 130 on Josh Dobbs on Sunday. On Josh Dobbs. And that's what we had, too. That's nothing where I'm going to be killing Mac, too. Josh Dobbs gets traded in midseason. Once again, everyone deems Minnesota season to be midweek. Midweek. Yeah, midweek. Yeah, midweek. Oh, it's over. You know, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's on thing. We're just going to do whatever. And Josh Dobbs comes in there. Old as well, right? So we come old, you know, old as well. He already been playing, but he's you know he was cold for that game. Comes in, wins the game in Atlanta. Wins, wins it. <laughs> you know, makes the final plays at the end. Then you know, this past Sunday, same thing. It's like, oh, okay, like this dude is becoming what he was supposed to be out of Tennessee. That's what we're seeing him right now. He could he was he was really good at Tennessee. Um, and plus, people forget because obviously once you become a backup, people think you're automatic scrub. Um, he was really good coming out of Tennessee, and now now people are seeing what. People thought he would be coming out of um, Tennessee, you know, five six years. But he plays like he has something, to, like he has something to prove. Mac plays like he's already proved it in college, and now everything's going wrong. That's a difference. Yeah, no, sure, sure. And then you know, um, and once again, we've seen it with Geno Smith. I, and I, I love this. I love the comeback story with Geno. Um, Josh Dobbs is about to get paid because of what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I love that for for him. I say, hey, who knows? Maybe it's in Minnesota because Kirk Cousins is gone. I mean, change. for fantasy owners, he just saved a lot of the people's seasons that have Justin Jefferson on their team because he's he's going to try and come back this year because they're still in the playoff run. And, and, and as he should, as he should, right? As he should. So I, I, I love, love that for them. Like, it, 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 you know, I remember when we were a destination to get certain weapons and whether it be on offense or defense. Now, you know, we're, we're stuck with fucking, uh, you know, Farrell Brown. He's a sneaky weapon, though. He is sneaky. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky weapon. But then that's what that's what that's what we're uh, that's what we're down to. Sneaky weapon. Yeah. Some guy that's like a, he's on, you know, uh, in the first half. It's like it's it's, it's, it's a joke. It's he's, a like the, the, um, he's like the he's like the JJ Stokes of two thousand and three for us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, great. Is there a friend? Got so was just like, I'm out. All right, guys. When you got here too, right? Another guy, you're just like, all right, he was supposed to be, 
you know, who you were, but then you got here, you're like, uh, um, gonna gonna hang it up back soon instead. So yeah, that, that yeah. was one. Uh, speak speaking. Let, let's get into the future, though, right? So, um, you know, obviously this is we're, we're not we're not Phil Perry or Tom Curran. So for those that listen to this, like we're not doing this uh mega you know big board and you know having all the draft experts. One day we will though. Um, you know, but uh, just not not this time. Um, but there's three guys I want to talk about that could potentially be in a picture uniform next year. One of them you've seen in person. So Jaden Daniels, um, Amarion Hampton, who's a running back from UNC, and then Keon Coleman, who is a wide receiver um from uh, uh from FSU. So I just want to go in order but so we don't have to go say on the super long. Um, but just you know, thoughts on those players. Um, are those guys you would want to see? in a picture uniform um if not there's somebody else you can think of in in, in, in the immediate yeah. future like to see uh coming yeah so i think uh from a future perspective the, the the dream scenario is that the patriots somehow find themselves in a position in the top three where they can draft marvin harrison jr and and then they we just hope that Jaden daniels falls to the top of the second round because this this uh heisman push that he's making right now is is real i mean he's got 3,100 yards, 30 TDs, four interceptions, 900 ru- rushing yards, and eight touchdowns, too. And uh, he's he was, pro- as of last week, he was projected to be in the second round. If he can stay in the, in the top of the second, and you could walk away with, with Harrison Jr. and then Jaden Daniels as your first two picks, you've just reinvented the franchise. And oh, by the way, you still have $91 million of cap space next year. Followed by two hundred and ten million dollars of cap space the year after, right? So, go out and and be get some mercenaries. Buy yourself a fucking offensive line, and I love it. Um, I think having seen uh, Jim Daniels in person, I went to. I think I told you all this. I went to the Mizzou game, uh, Mizzou LSU game, uh, back in uh, back in October. Uh, the man already cost me $150, so we're already starting off on the right foot. Um, he's he's a weird, oh, interesting quarterback in, in the sense that he looks and he acts for 75% of the game like a game manager, right? But he's also an amazing playmaker. When the play breaks down, he can beat you with his feet. He can throw a 40-yard fucking bomb and hit yeah. you in the numbers. So I think he's special. Omari on him. Um, sorry, I don't care about running backs. That's Bill's fault, and he's been right about it. If you get him in like the third round, if he's there, great. I don't think he will be. Uh, but if you have the ability to, to do what I just said and get Marvin Harrison Jr. and and Jaden Daniels, that's your first two picks. You do that. I like the fact that um, uh, he's a he's a weird guy. He's a power runner, but he has tons of speed. Not a great pass catcher, but I think you could probably develop those right. Like he's. He's been fine his last his last two years because he's a sophomore. Uh, he has he hasn't been a prolific pass catcher at UNC, um, but the thought of him in the backfield with Ramondre, I I don't I've, I've told you this before. I, I I don't think that you need to have a number one running back to win a Super Bowl. However, if you can have two diverse running backs in your backfield that do different things, then you're talking about. Uh, teams like the Patriots were with uh, uh, with James White, with Danny Woodhead, with uh, every other variation of that backfield. Um, but Ke- uh, Keon Coleman, man, he 
torches defenses. He lit up LSU. Absolutely lit, lit them up. Um, he's like Nikhil Harry, but he can catch. You know, 6'4", 215. That is what you want. And I think his 40 speed is, is it a 4 or 5? Fine by yeah, me. Something, yeah, something, yeah, something like that. So I mean, fin- but the best thing about him, which I think would make him more of a Patriot guy than uh, than most other wide receivers out there, is that his route running ability is, I would argue, it's second to none. He he creates space in, in the route. And there could be a defender right next to him. I, 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 was, I was watching some of his highlights because you sent me his name yesterday. And the amount of one-handed catches that that man has made, but not stretched out one-handed catches, side pocket one-handed catches, and that that's not an accident, right? He creates the space, and the quarterback knows where to put it, and he knows how to catch it. So I was super excited that he picked the, uh, these three people. Uh, I think, I think now in my head, I can't get over the thought of having Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jaden Daniels. Um, if you kill uh, Keon Coleman too, then wow. But that's, that's, my that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. To me, well, I'm, I'm greedy. Give me all four. Give me all four. Give me, you know, give me Harrison, you know, give me Hampton, give me Coleman. And like, I just, to me, I think half of their picks at least should be on offense. At least, at least, um, yeah, need to revamp the offense completely. And, the reason why I brought up Hampton is because I think I forget the game he had the other night, but I think he had he didn't really want to ground, but he also had like eight catches for like fifty yards, right? And I think like that to me, if you develop that once again, you have your James White replacement. Once again, you need the safety valve. And for whatever reason, you know, Ramondre didn't become that again this season. Um, you know, which, you know, it was just a very weird season for him overall. Um, I still think he could play at a high level. I just think that he yeah. probably just have uh, seasons where it doesn't all come together. Um, but, you know, I, I, so that, that's why I looked at him, Mario Hampton. I I will always look at a running back, and that's just, I, that's, I think for me, I'm that's where I'm old school. I like, the, I like I'm building up the middle. You know, get, get you a line, get someone that can run it, um, and then your run sets up the pass. I, I know that's not say it's NFL, but I, I firmly believe you look at guys. Um, imagine we had people to throw um, whatever we could throw to when Cam Newton was here. And the way they were, they were, they was top five and running, and then it was like it was kind of mediocre weapons. But I, I, I think about damn, if he had some weapons there, the offense would have been un, un unstoppable, right? Yeah. Um That's that's how I see it. There, I just feel like you the run needs to set up because if you're going to get a young quarterback in there, you need a guy that's going to be, or you need a guy or two uh, that can. Uh, that can alleviate some of that pressure off of your your young quarterback. Once again, we just talked about CJ Shirley, right? His, they're, they're running for 125, 130 a game. That's huge because they can't just put, they just can't put uh uh you know everyone there and you know focus on, on on Stroud. They have to focus on the running game as well. When that does, it's like, oh, okay, let me go to Nico Collins, let me go to Don Schultz, let me go to Tank Dell, let me go to you know, whatever whatever safety valve is 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 in that play. So I just think just having that balance is, is is really huge, which is why I looked at Hampton. And then, yeah, listen, yeah, Keon Coleman, man, um, dude, dude is special. Dude is real special. And you know, like I said, I it, it hurt me to pick a guy from FSU because I am I am a Florida Gator. Um, no, I'm, no, on my luck, we're gonna trick Ricky Purcell, which is a running a, a wide receiver from Florida. Uh, Ricky is good, but he, he's he's not he's, he's not he's not Deion Coleman. 
Six, um, four. He, he, he probably had the best catch of the season. We, you know, he caught it like on third down. He, he caught a hand, one-handed grab uh, like this. But, you know, he's a senior for a reason. This is like, he was that good when he came out uh, either last year or uh, the, the year prior. So, um, and actually, you already said what, what needed to be said about Jalen Daniels. Um, that that dude is the runaway Heisman favorite right now. Once again, you know, it went from Caleb Williams being a runaway. So, you know, obviously now they've lost three in a row. They, they're looking real shaky. Um, you know, my, my guy Drake May is still, still looking good. It's funny how and it's almost like they watched our show, right? Because I don't, I don't remember too many Patriots fans like, oh, Drake May. Now, all of a sudden, I'm seeing all through Twitter and X, oh, Drake May, you're a Patriot. Really? I wonder if you guys tuned into Missing the Point because I, I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of you guys talking about Drake May being that well, guy. Um, but once again, if you can't get Drake, I'm, I'm totally fine with, um, you know, with, with him coming, with James but, coming, um, or maybe get another quarterback in the later rounds. But you got to be a question. If you have, all right, so Drake May and Marvin Harrison uh, are on, uh, are still on the table uh, when the Patriots picked. And you think that Jaden Daniels is going to be out there in, 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 the, in the early second round. What do you do? You don't know it. Like, it's, it's not a guarantee that Daniels will be there. Oh, but see, Seattle being in the late 20s, scares me when it comes to Jaden Daniels because he looks like a quarterback that Pete Carroll would pick. That scares me. So, if, if Drake May is there at three, you take the quarterback. Take him. Take the quarterback. Take him. Take him. I, and I get it. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is is going to be he, he, he's, he's, he's going to be someone we say is a can't-miss product. I, I get it. But if Drake May is there at three or four, whatever you get him drafting, take the quarterback. I disagree. I the reason why I disagree is because if you take Drake May, and let's just say that all the other people that we talked about are, are off the table, and you know there are going to be other draft prospects that out there that, that pop between now and then. Um, mm-hmm. But do you bring in Drake May to throw to Devontae Parker <laughs> to throw to Bob Douglas? So I'll say this: so well, we Bob Douglas, we, we we just said we wanted to be a part of the well, sh- Sure. Well, so Pop Douglas is fine. We, we don't we don't we won't bring him up. But I'm saying if if you go the if you go that route, right? This is where now you look to free agency, right? Michael Michael Pittman is a free agent, right? Um my yeah, you, D- Devante is here for the next year or two, guaranteed. Okay, but it doesn't mean he has to play. Um you got you got Michael Pittman, you got um you got, you know, you got who I've been, I, I've loved him for a long time, and, and Mike Evans. Um, you throw whatever money you can at those, at one of those two guys and say, you know, come here and be our number one. If, if that's the route you end up going with Drake May instead of getting, you know, Harrison. Um, there's a kid out of Washington, uh, Romo Dunze. I don't think he falls out of the top 10, but someone always falls. He's, he's another guy that, that can be, uh, you know, that, that, can, that can be picked in, in the later round. So, um, you got Johnny Wilson also from FSU. So there, there's some other guys that you can get there. Obviously, you know, Harrison is the is the, is the guy. Oh, excuse me. Um, maybe Brock but Bowers drops instantly. Maybe. Instantly, though, right? Just in, in this vacuum that we're operating right now. Mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison Jr. makes everyone else on that offense better by him yeah. being drafted than Drake May being drafted. Yeah, no, I mean that, that, that's fair. Um. I just, I don't, I, I just, I just, I, 
I'm so worried about them finding a Mac replacement because you, you need one at this moment. Like, you cannot come He's, back now. Now, once again, now if you're saying you're going to beef up the offense completely where it's much look like it was in college for him, where he doesn't have to think as much and he can just throw to whoever. Um, because once again, he, we showed it. We, I mean, he wasn't easy. He hasn't been super accurate this year. Um, but we've seen him be super accurate. So if that was the case and you just beef him so much that he just can't fuck up. Okay, cool. Um, I just, I don't, I don't trust that. I don't, I don't believe they're going to do that. Um, and I don't want that. I, I want, I want, I want a brand new. That, that, that's where I want. I want a brand new uh, start, and that, that, that's just where I'm at with that. I just, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Uh, do it. Yeah. Uh, real quick before before you move us over to the Celtics, uh, yeah. your early coaching predictions for 2024. So, Gerard May will be the head coach, and they find a way to get Ben Johnson over from Detroit. They throw a lot of money in from over here. So I don't think Gerard's going to be the next guy. I think he, the plan was for him to be the next guy. And, and, and Bill, I, I would say the Kraft probably thought that Bill had three years, three sustainable years left when they brought him back um, and, and promoted him and, and signed him in the offseason. Um, but, and I don't think it's a, a lack of Gerard being a good coach. I don't think that Kraft wants to ruin him. In case, in case it's a, a bad year, because as you know, like yeah, you know, black head coaches don't get as many looks as white head coaches. Right, right. So, so first impressions matter more for uh, for for guys like him. It's just true. Oh no, no uh, facts. Yeah, true. That's true. That's true. So I could see them bringing in like a bridge of offensive minded coach where Gerard can learn from, and then he can be the the guy for the next ten years after that moving forward. Um. Well, then, then my thing is cool. So then that fits right to what I'm saying. Bring bring Ben Johnson over here. Then let Ben Johnson be the head coach. Then let let him do that. And Mayo be the guy behind the scenes. Uh, be his Joe Mazzula to to Brad Stevens. That's what that's what it was. Um, and then let him take over. Perfect. I'm I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. Um, well, Detroit has become a contender under this man's leadership as an OC. Bring him over here, please, please. I tell you what. He's made Jared Goff look, um, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe he, you know, you know, worst case scenario, you turn Mac into something, but um, under the rookie deal, which that's probably what Kraft reminds us. I don't know who Detroit's GM is, but you need to get their assistant over here fast because they can draft. Agreed. They Agreed. know how to draft. Or, or, or you sort of bag yeah, or Pittsburgh, but or, or you throw the you throw the bag at Casario and say come back. Oh no, he won't. He doesn't need to. He's. Well, I, I know. And we we know he doesn't need to. I'm saying, but you throw you throw the bag and say, hey, um, I'm sure he respects Kraft. A lot of them do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look back and says, okay, hey, I'm gonna give you X, Y, and Z. Um, and you, you go from there. But I don't know how many more first round picks they have from the Deshaun deal, but that team's only going to get better these next two years. Like right. they're gonna add some more people around that, and he might he might have just built the AFC South perennial, uh, you know, division winner for the next five to six years. Yep. I mean, they had that with Bill O'Brien too. Do you forget? Yeah, that's a run over there too. So, um, we'll, we'll see. But speak, speaking of good runs, <laughs> uh, the Boston Celtics, baby, into in their first ten games, and um, what what have you learned about the team so far? 
Uh, so a couple things. I've learned that we should we don't need to overreact about the bench. Um, I think the bench could use some improvement, but it's still good enough. I think I think you're seeing an emergence of uh, of Sam Hauser this season as opposed to what he did in the postseason last year, where he was his minutes were getting restricted even in that Miami series, and now he's actually uh, a formidable uh, bench player. Um, but let's just call it what it is. This is Jason Tatum's world, and we're all just living in it. I, I mean, he he finally, I think he's hit he's hit that ascension point where he threw down thirty four uh, uh, thirty five last night against the Knicks, and seventeen of them were in the fourth quarter. What we needed them the most. So, it's he's playing. The difference between uh, it's it's becoming more and more apparent to me this year. The, the differences between him and, and Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown to get his points is a lot like Marcus Smart in the fact that he needs volume. He needs a volume for the shots. Tatum doesn't need as much. He's still going to score his 28 to 30. Yep. And he can he can do that in 16 shots. Jalen Brown needs 24, and he's not going to get 24 when you have Drew Holiday, Christoph Porzingis, Jason Tatum, Derek White rising to the occasion, and Al Horford. So you're seeing uh, the separation of the two, in my opinion. Um, their defense isn't, in my, like, again, in, in my opinion, it's not, it's not the best. It's not bad. I think it will get better. I think they 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 get uh, defensive minded people on 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 that team, especially Derek White, especially Drew Holiday. And I do think that JB and JT can lock people down when they need to in the spurts. Um, but we are seeing a a, a little bit more of uh, of Porzingis falling out of like the the defensive thing that he created like those first three games where we're like, whoa, he's a rim protector. No way. Like he hasn't been that his entire career. Well, he's not that. He can be that for a, a couple of games, um, but ultimately, I am. I'm. This is the best starting five that we've ever seen, talent wise. It might not turn out that I think 0708 Celtics everyone in everyone's mind, or even you know we weren't we weren't alive for the '86 uh, team, but the o, the 08 team had had grit. This team has pure talent. Now, can they transmit that into a championship in grid? I don't know. Um, but through 10 games, their only kryptonite so far has been, uh, in reality, was Philly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, well, also Minnesota because of how big they are up front. So with Cat, Cat, and um, and Rudy Gobert, and obviously, and you know, and B was B. Yeah, but Cat's um, a pussy. But you know he is. He is a pussy cat. But, but, but I'm just saying, just from a size standpoint, like it bothered him. So I mean, we can say to yeah. himself. Once again, I, I'm a fan of this game, though. I, I, to me, I, I don't, Are I don't, you? I am, yeah, yeah. I, once again, you can, and I'm, and I, and I say this all the time to people. You cannot. Um, it is hard to wake up. It's, just, it's the same thing with the Jalen Brown thing, right? People, you know him. It is hard to get 27 at night, meaning for Jalen Brown. It's hard to be, and you get 25, 12, and two, and you're quote unquote soft. That's it's, that's hard to do. That's that that yeah. that means you have some real talent. If you could wake up and and be soft and get 25, 12, and two just just cause. Like that 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 man could play. And once again, I I and maybe because I'm I have a different thing because of what's happening with him off the court. Um and yeah, there's some moments where he can be a little more tougher for sure. I I'm I i will not sit there and, and and say that. But like I said, it's hard to get 25, 12, and two, you know, just, you know, just just because like that, that dude, um, 
he could he, he could be a 50 49 guy if he wanted to and that's insane for a guy that's 6 11 so um i just think we don't watch him as much because he's in uh minnesota i'm talking about just a the regular fan i mean uh yeah. the, I, I, we, we don't watch him enough um and you know it's kind of like the same thing i feel like um now obviously we knew kg was a dog from day one in minnesota right but i feel like it wasn't until obviously you you know you put him around a team that's like okay yeah you can be the best player for us but just go out there and do your thing like we don't need you to do everything uh, for us. Um, I would love to see Cat go to a different scenario where um, he didn't have to shoulder the load as much and be like a number two um, to to somebody. Well, she's becoming the two now because Anthony Edwards is that guy. Like he, he's a problem, um, and you know he, he made sure that we he, that we found out that he was a problem. Uh, last last week, but um, but once again, we're, we're speaking we're speaking team green. Uh, so I got back to the Celtics, but yeah, listen, your your point on Tatum, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, he is taking another leap, which is crazy to even think about. But um, him him putting himself in the weight room, uh, you know, him him having the willingness to stay okay. I'm gonna get four to five buckets in the paint. Um, I'm gonna pass out the mid post. And something I've mentioned on the show, um, all the platforms that I've been able to, to speak on, um, can you score from all three levels? And that's what he's doing. That's what Jalen Brown's doing. That's what Holiday's doing to an extent. You know, KP's doing it. So they're touching the paint a lot more. And those lulls that they were going when they wouldn't hit threes, you don't, it's not bothering him as much because now, you know, it's like, okay, but we're dumping down to, to Porzingis. He'll get a two, get an M one, and okay, that ends the run. And it's like, oh, it was that simple. It was that simple years past, but you're not throwing it down to Rob Williams, and you're not throwing it down to this version of Al Horford. Once again, this version. Once again, in Atlanta, sure. Here, no. Um, and and, and that and that, and that's totally okay. Um, you made you made a point about the bench though, so I'm, I'm wanting to circle back to that. Um. I, I I still I, I'm still a little concerned about the bench. I am. Um, once again, your point about Hauser, correct? Yes. Um, and you know, uh, Rick, this is for you because Rick's beginning on me. My boy Ricky's like, man, you beginning on Hauser. Hauser can actually play. You know, you, you're being too hard on him. Da, da, da. So yes, right for right now, Sam Hauser has been everything they need him to be. My thing is, we got to get something eventually from Brissett. From Stevens, um, you know, maybe even Pritchard, like one of those three guys, or maybe two of those three guys, need to be a key rotation piece. I don't want it. I don't want to be the 2005 to 2010 Phoenix Suns where we're only running seven to eight guys out there. And then, but now, once again, you'll get to the conference finals. But you know, we we got there. That's not the problem. But by the time you get to the conference finals, you're gassed. So I, I'd rather have a nine, 10 man rotation in the regular season, then, you know, you shorten it when, when the, when, the, uh, when the playoffs come. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think for the bench, right. Like you, yeah. for the regular season, to your point, you have to have, you have to have at least eight to 10, uh, viable options on the court. Um, what you can't have is a guy like Peyton Pritchard, who I think deserve more money, deserved a bigger role. He's that he's getting now, I think like 20 minutes a game. But he's only putting up under five points a game. You need more offensive production from him. But to your point, yeah, Percent needs to be there. Stevens needs to be there. I, if if you could say 
that uh, in the next 20 games, um, Peyton Pritchard is going to, you know, again, it's going to be 20 points, uh, 20 minutes a game, but he's going to average uh, eight points. You're going to get Sam Hauser to continue to average, you know, just under 10 points a game. Uh, you figure out this whole, do you consider Horford, is he a bench player? Is he okay, yeah, with, coming, yeah. is he okay with coming off the bench? Because if he accepts that role a little bit more and you can get him up to, uh, you know, up to eight points a game instead of, you know, uh, under five, that's where it is. Like, if you can squeeze out another six to eight points per game from this bench, then you're fine. Because yeah. then, they're, then they're not a liability. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that Joe, and I, and I, and in this case, I like I like him for this. Um, he's going out trying to win every game. There is no well. Let's just manage this, manage that. He's like, look, I'm putting the best five who I think is going to be out there, and we're we're going to kill it every every night type thing. So, um, so yeah, no, that's once again that that's the that's the. But a to tip. your point though, if if they if they fucking blow out teams twice a week. Mm-hmm. And and people don't need to play much past you know five minutes left in the third quarter, then you can run this. Can run that off. I mean, you can run that for as long as you can, and and you're still going to be saving minutes for guys like you know Tatum and and Porzingis. But in this day and age, it's hard. It's really hard. To, and I know the NBA has the uh, uh, that whole new rule about uh, not benching players, but I think that I I, I think that a majority of of the stars. They want to play with as many minutes as they possibly can because they all have bonuses tied to it. Right. And then they all have deals or potential MVPs or accelerators. So it's really, really fucking hard to tell a guy like uh, you know, like Tatum, hey, you're all, you're only going to play 34 minutes a game instead of 38. Even though the extra four minutes over the course of an 82 game regular season, like would really fucking help us in the postseason. Right, correct. Yeah. I mean, but once again, when you're scoring 30 in 27 minutes, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you bet. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, but then that's what the coach and coaches have is for. Help you, help them players see the forest from the trees. You have to, yes, get, get your, get your stuff, get your issue right now. Cool. But there, there's a, there's a great, especially with this team, there's a bigger um, goal in mind. And yes, MVP is great. First team, second team, third team, all NBA, great. Um, most improved, defensive player of the year, all that. That that those are all great accolades, great individual accomplishments. But the, what you'll be remembered for, um, Banner eighteen, Banner eighteen, nineteen, twenty, whatever, so on and so forth. Like that. That's what it should be. And I think you have you have guys here that are meshing together at the right time to say, you know what? Okay, um, we've been knocking at the door, you know, uh, for a while, it's time to kick the door down and, and hold, and hold that trophy up. And, you know, once again, I, I think the additions of holiday and Porzingis have been invaluable. And for those that have been crying about the loss of smart and the loss of Rob, um, who does that? Who does the, who cries about Marcus anymore? Oh, it's, Oh, you, you're not on Twitter like that. My brother, it, it, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I mean, has he elevated that Memphis team, or are they still one and eight? Uh, they've won a couple games since since then. Um, he had a really nice play the other night. Uh, that yeah, I that, saw. They, that, I'm like that's some that's Marcus Smart personified. Like in one play, he almost loses the ball. Then he does like a like a like a uh, Francisco Lindor type uh, flip to the 
to to the to the teammate, they score, you know, they they go up. Um, so yeah, I I think that you know, obviously, you know, that their record hasn't been uh super great, but obviously, I mean, and then we lose Rob, you know, and then Rob Rob is down for, you know, the, the season. The, Unfortunately, and that that that's unfortunate. Now Brogdon has looked good in in Portland so far, um, which I figured he would. Because once again, he's he's a he's an eighteen a night guy when when healthy, and you know that, that that's what's going on. So um, I thought it'd been cool to keep him, but I'm like, once again, you you get an upgrade of him by bringing uh you know Drew Holiday over. How do how do you say no to that? And once again, Drew Holiday has been great here. I said hey, the only game that he was subpar in, um, I think was the Minnesota game. But other than that. That that dude has been great. You know, he gets about eight rebounds a night. You're gonna get seven, eight assists uh, f- from him and timely buckets. He's he never wants to take away from what Tatum and Brown are doing. That's the biggest goal. So for those who are like, those guys, you needed a guy that's so okay. You know what? I've won elsewhere. You know, he just he just reached the fifteen thousand point mark, right? Um, he so obviously he knows how to score, but he's like, look. At this point in my career, when I'm in my early 30s, I just I just want to be part of a team that's going to, you know, get it done. And he's been a stabilizing presence. And him and Derek White are very, very good uh, starting backcourt. So um, I'm pleased with what I've seen from Holiday. I'm pleased with what I've seen from, you know, Port Porzingis. And I got I to gotta ask you a question. Um, I, I'm hearing some things on, and it seems some things on the, on the interweb and, and then some local sports talk stations, but you're in that building. Um, I'm, I'm hearing that we shouldn't be surprised if Al Horford requests a trade because he does not like coming off the bench. So I, so I haven't heard to, to that. I think that they obviously, it probably was a tough conversation to have with him um, because he had been a starter for a majority of his career. Um, you know, when you had a few games off the bench in Philadelphia and, and, and OKC uh, several years ago. Um, but I said, I, if that is the case, that's unfortunate because it's like, dude, you're 37 years old. Well, no, but I, but it, it's, it's that. But it's like, yo, like for this team to be the best version of itself, it was for you to come off the bench. And once again, Bill Walton did it for us in, in 86 and they went 67 to 15. Kevin McHale did it for us later in his career, and they went to four straight finals and still made the playoffs just about every year uh, with him moving to the bench because Reggie Lewis and other guys came about. So he, you're you're not you're not Kevin McHale, and you're you're not Bill Walton. You're not you're not those guys. Um, once again, hell hell of a player, five time All Star, two time national champion. Um, and the reason that 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 free agents. Yeah, exactly. So totally like cannot understate what he's done um in a southern uniform for the like, but it's like, dude, you you gotta take a step back at this moment. Um, everyone is taking that sacrifice. You can't have six guys on the floor. If it was six guys on the floor, then you'd be the sixth guy. Um, but that that's not the case. He and because of certain nights, you're gonna he's gonna have nights when he starts anyway. So it's just like it's not something where He's going to just be reg- you know, regulated to being on um, you know, the bench every every game that that they play. So and he's still getting 25 minutes tonight, which to me is where he should be at. Even, even if he was a star, he should not be playing 35, 36 minutes. Uh once again, now in the playoffs, sure. 
because um, he, he he does he does play a lot better in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. But um, but I hope to answer your question. I hope that's not the case because I think that would that would be a bad luck on his end because wherever he goes, um, unless it's something somewhere like a um, you know, if we went to like L.A. I mean, like the Lakers, or we went to, you know. Uh, even somewhere like the Heat, something like that. Like you, you're, you're, you're not going to, um, you're not to have that same love in, a, in a, another organization like you did here. It's just that simple. So, um, but I, I mean, that, that that'd be crushing if that happened. By the way, unless they get, but I, I at this point, well, I I explicitly trust Brad Stevens to make uh to make a good trade if that if that needed to happen. But but th- but think about this right now. Obviously, anything can happen, so I don't want to make it seem like it's uh. You know, it's a former inclusion, but think think about if they had traded out to Portland and Rob was still here, right? We'd have, we'd have talked about, oh my God, how could you how can you have traded out when you know Rob is the more injury prone one and now he's out for the year? That changes the championship dynamic. All of that that yeah. all the circles around the team. Yeah. Rightfully so, by the way. Right, rightfully so, but it's just like I don't I don't know. I just to me, they took it's like, Al, they let you go. They brought you back. So they let you know that Brad fucked with you. Brad, Brad Stevens loves Al Harper. Loves him. Lo- loves, loves him. him. He gave him a two-year extension last year. So it's just like, just, 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 just chill. Just chill. Take it, take it. Take it 10 million. Um, you know, hey, hey, Maria. Hey, Anna. How are you? you know, I hope to see y'all soon because y'all, y'all are super cool. Um, Mr. Tito as well as his dad. You know, like, they, 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 their family is great. They're awesome. Um, and they, and they and they love they love it they love it here they love it here, um so, um that that's just might be frustration but he, he ain't going nowhere he ain't going nowhere he'll, he'll be here, uh so I'll, I'll, yeah go ahead, no I mean you, you just kind of spot that but I, I will I will yeah, say so, that I was I had Porzingis before you did so maybe I have Al Horford too, yeah, yeah yeah I, yeah maybe so I mean it was I, I don't know to where that would happen what 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 he would get he would deal him to, um. I still wanted to bring to bring Blake Griffin back. I felt like he fit in very well here last year, and I think um, having him here would be would be cool. Um, hoping that Nemias Kata, you know, gets healthy as well because I think he's someone that showed out in the preseason. So I want to see if we can give you eight to twelve minutes a night uh, at at that backup big um, position. So, uh, but I, I wanted to go into the week ahead because uh, we're getting a little long on time. So um, they got Philly on, on Wednesday as recorded on a Tuesday night. Uh, they got Philly uh, Wednesday, Toronto Friday, and then we see an old friend Marcus Smart on Sunday night in Memphis um, at six o'clock. So, just what? How do you how do you see things unfolding? Because those teams, you know, they've already faced Philly, um, they've already faced Toronto. But obviously, this will be the first time they face uh, Memphis this season. So, just what what are you looking forward uh, for them to do uh, as, as the week closes out? Yeah, so I want some redemption uh, from from Philly. I know it's regular season, but I don't, I don't want Embiid to ever think that he he is a superior on the superior team. Whenever there's whatever Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are on the opposing team, um, right. Philly, I think that did a lot of good. They 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 cut the cancer right out of that locker, and right. you've seen it now. Harden has brought the the Clippers. I think they're winless since he got there. So like that's I feel really bad for you. Um, so I I want to see if. If there's a different way that they can scheme uh, Porzingis uh, with Embiid, because uh, as DK and I talked about last week, uh, Embiid cooked him, like absolutely fucking cooked him. And if that is a situation where you have to play 
Al is more minutes to combat and beat. You do that because we do know that Philly paid him like $100 million just so that it beat enough to go against him years ago. Um, uh, I, I think that the Toronto game should be uh, an, an easier type of a type of win. I, I'm, I don't really fear anyone on uh, on the Raptors uh, against against Celtics. And then Sunday, I think that you're going to see Marcus Smart go for 35 points, 12 assists, a couple of rebounds. Like it's going to be the best game of, of his season so far. He's going. I think the Grizzlies are going to lose as they should. Um, but I think this game uh, on on Sunday is going to make people. It's gonna, you know, kind of uh, fuel that flame a little bit. Just to you know, maybe maybe you could have kept him. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm thinking they go two and one. I think that they, I think they beat, um, I think they beat Philly and Memphis. I think Toronto. Um, I just want to anytime you feel like a team you should smack. I just feel like they 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 they, they smacked them last Saturday. Um, but I just felt like they, um, you know, they sometimes those teams get weird nights on players and then they, they end up winning. Um, yeah, listen, Philly, Philly is deeper than us right now, and that's because of the trade. Um, yep. They have guys at the wing position that can guard Tatum and Brown, which is why it looked difficult last week. Um, I, I guess them in that loss. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, even then, you know, De'Anthony Melton, Robert Covington, and company, says they shouldn't be able to hold a candle to, to Tatum when, when he's on. So, um, I'm hoping Tatum you know, chooses to go game six Tatum on him and, and, ha- and has it has a hell of a night. Uh, as far as Sunday goes, um, I can see I can see Marcus Moore having that game, but I feel like that's going to happen when he comes back here, not necessarily out there. Um, they race his banner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and to get the whole video tribute, I'll be there for it, obviously. But um, I, I actually think that we'll finally see the first big Drew game on Sunday. Um, oh, I think that Drew says okay. Um, you know, usually, and they're good friends off the court, actually. So that you know, they um, Marcus Smart helped out Drew, Drew Holiday's foundation. Um, so we're kind of so it's not like they just beef there, but I think you know, Mark, for Marcus Smart, it's gonna be beef because it's like, well, they basically they they're looking at you as my replacement, looking at you as my upgrade. So he's gonna look, he's gonna take it personal. But I think that's the you know, Drew Holiday is not gonna get emotional about it. Um, you know, he's he's just gonna do whatever he needs to do to 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 get the win and um. I'm excited about that. So yeah, I think they go two and one the rest of this week, and then you know um, when we get when we talk to y'all next week, uh, we'll be getting into you know the matchup against the Bucks. That's what everyone's been waiting for. Um, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. I hope both teams are are, are full goal, so there's no excuse on either end about who's not playing, who didn't play. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about that matchup. But yeah, eight and two. There's a lot to be excited about. Um, they are you know the opposite of the Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Obviously, the Patriots. Once again, you know, uh, uh, even though uh, um, you know Mike won't believe him, someone said they do anything in the playoffs. Um, we do have a hockey team that's playing really, really well at this moment as well. Um, so once again, we just want competitive sports. It, it, it doesn't. Once again, it, it's, it, it'd be miserable to be in that building and for the Bruins and Celtics to both suck. So I'm, I'm glad that when we come yeah, into the chance for them to win. So oh, um, that that that's just where I'm at. So. And one thing we always do at MTP Boston, we, that's all we do is win as well. So for Mike Marcangelo, I'm Hollywood Rashawn McKinney. And until next time, as I fall over, uh, like Mac Jones, we'll see you. Peace.
Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.